Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It is Monday, October 31st, and I'm Amanda Harris, joined by Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending October 28th, 2022. This episode is sponsored by Solify. In economic news, the U.S. economy rebounded in September with the gross domestic product rising at a 2.6% annualized rate in the third quarter after contractions during the first two quarters. It is likely that the Fed will raise its benchmark interest rate by another 75 basis points when it meets this week. Despite the rise in GDP, international consultancy firm Deloitte, for one, is forecasting a one in three chance of a recession beginning in the next 10 months. Global Chief Economist Ira Kalish said at the Auto Finance Summit in Las Vegas this past week. Turning to Auto News, Chief Executive Officer of General Motors, Mary Barra, said the company's electric vehicles will qualify for the full $7,500 federal tax credit after the Inflation Reduction Act in three years. To qualify for the full credit, EVs must be assembled in North America and contain batteries made from raw materials sourced in countries where the U.S. has free trade agreements. And auto finance earnings seasons continued with Ford Credit, GM Financial, and Harley-Davidson Financial Services. GM Financial tallied $12.9 billion in origination volume, an 11.2% year-over-year increase during the third quarter. Consumer outstandings were nearly flat year-over-year at $97.3 billion, rising just 0.21%. Ford Credit clocked in a 4.6% decrease in U.S. and Canada outstandings at $76.2 billion in Q3. The captive is seeing longer loan terms as retail placement loans greater than 84 months or 9%, up from 6% sequentially and from 3% in Q3 2021. In Power Sports, Harley-Davidson Financial Services raised its provision for credit losses 226.7% year-over-year to $36.6 million as credit performance normalizes. Allowance for credit losses, however, stayed flat year-over-year at just 5% of receivables. Earnings will continue this week with Synchrony, Credit Acceptance Corp, Hertz, Polaris, and multiple automotive retailers. And additionally, last week, Royal Media Group hosted the Auto Finance Summit and Power Sports Finance Summit in Las Vegas. The events highlighted top-of-mind focuses in both the auto finance and power sports finance industries as recessionary pressures are beginning to impact the market. So I want to touch a little bit on some of the top takeaways here, Riley. So I one of the big things I heard for most the whole time, no matter what session we're talking about, was digitization across both the auto finance and the power sports finance markets. Uh, Bank of America, for one, I remember talking them talking about their direct transactions completed through digital channels is now up to 75%. So the majority of their transactions are now being done digitally, uh, which is a pretty big deal. And, you know, we know customers love digital car shopping and they want that high touch kind of high tech approach. So that's really what the bank is going for. And I've heard that, you know, they're supporting their dealers in this as well. So they're also doing, you know, a lot of digital capabilities for their dealers the adoption of e-contracting has gone up. So it's definitely a focus of lenders in general, um, but definitely big banks as well are, you know, kind of focusing on making the digital piece better and easier to use. Um, so that was just one of the takeaways I saw. What about you? Yeah, it's definitely no surprise that they that e-contracting is growing after the pandemic and banks and other financial institutions are really pushing for that. 
Um, but also Wells Fargo um, on the back end, banks are trying to increase credit decisioning, increase the automation to be more efficient. So Wells, Wells Fargo increased its credit decisioning automation to enhance its dealer satisfaction. Um, the bank's automotive credit decisioning has now reached 70% automation in 2022, which is up from 50% in 2021. So that's a pretty large jump just in the last year. And Tanya Sanders during the conference said that they spent the last two years improving credit scorecards and improving credit decision automation. And they've seen good feedback from dealers in that area as they can get contracts back to the dealer approved. And so the dealer doesn't have to do as much waiting time with the consumer. And so really everybody in that scenario is happy when decisioning gets faster. Um, another big thing that we saw is lenders obviously always want to know about compliance. And so we actually had um, a couple people from the CFPB at our conference and we had uh, Chris Kukla on our compliance session. Um, he noted that one big thing that the CFPB is actually going to start looking into is refinancing as a potential tool for competition. Um, he noted that the CFPB is still gonna be looking in like all the main areas that they have been in the past, especially focusing on repossessions and focusing on protecting subprime consumers. So none of that's changing, but they, they are looking to learn more in the refinancing area as we go into 2023. Absolutely. It was definitely a theme throughout. Um, I know the CFPB people who were there were kind of walking around too, just kind of, you know, learning about the industry, um, sitting in on multiple different sessions. So obviously, you know, auto is definitely an area of concern for them. Uh, we know it's been kind of a hot topic lately uh, with the CFPB really looking in on, you know, Gap and other add-on products and just looking at, you know, auto financing in general, just because of, you know, delinquencies are starting to normalize. Everyone's eyes is on repossessions, whether those are going to tick up, what those processes will look like, um, and just coming out of all the help that was provided during the pandemic. So we definitely felt that um, at the summit as well, that it's definitely on everyone's mind. Um, another big theme was, of course, interest rates inflation was talked about throughout the entire summit. I can tell you pretty much every single, every single session I either sat on or moderated, it came up in some capacity, both across the Auto Finance Summit and the Power Sports Finance Summit as well. Um, we also did have, you know, some interesting things come out of the Power Sports, you know, Summit, just, you know, talking a little bit about what some of the lenders are doing in that space. So Riley, what stood out to you over there? Yeah, one thing that stood out, we had um, the head of business development at Wells Fargo Distribution Finance, Jeremy Jansen. Um, he gave a presentation and one of the things that he touched on is that Wells Fargo is looking to launch treasury management service for its dealers. Um, so it's, he said that they are looking for it for the first time in seven years since he's been at Wells Fargo. And Wells Fargo has a, they have a dealer platform of over 17,000 dealers. So they're looking more to just provide the help that their dealers need. And one of the things that they want to do in treasury management is provide um, real estate financing for their dealers. So I'm not really, I don't think really many other banks do that yet. And so that's like one of the new things that we got out of the conference. Um, and then further at the Power Sports Finance Summit, um, 
Yamaha Financial Services is aiming to grow market penetration going forward into 2023. Um, they're looking to increase finance penetration, Kevin Duck said. And he noted that the lender is limited to the number of units that are available and the type of units that are sold to meet its goal of boosting originations. Um, I mean, we see that as supply chain has, there's been supply chain issues ever since the beginning of COVID. And those are looking to get a little bit better, but still on the back end, not everything is fully caught up. Um, but the captive is cautiously op optimistic that demand will remain in the market despite recessionary pressures. So fantastic. Yeah, I heard I heard, you know, similar lines pretty much every summer, every session I sat in over on that side of things as well. The other big theme I, I heard throughout, you know, workshops and at the Power Sports Summit and a couple other sessions I sat on was just the need for talent. Um, so that's something we'll definitely be covering as well of how, you know, lenders in general are getting creative of sourcing talent, you know, expanding the application pools, looking outside of maybe, you know, outside the company, also looking to, you know, college fairs, just trying to maybe source people that you wouldn't normally think of that might have the skills or the industry knowledge or both, um, you know, to fill some of those roles, especially on the tech side of things, as we mentioned earlier, with digitization really taking up. So some things to really think about as we head into the next year, um, but really great event all the way around. We both uh, had a lot of fun in Vegas. I got to meet each other in person for the first time with our whole team. So that was really nice. As everyone knows who works remote, it is, uh, that's the thing that happens now. It takes a while sometimes to meet everyone. So really great. If you would like to follow along with more of our coverage, we'll have more you know, this week and probably into early next week as well. Just check out everything on autofinancenews.net. Um, and as always, that does it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us on the roadmap. Uh, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn, and we'll see you online and here next time.